we're going to be starting with Gitin. I realize that I forgot to send it out. I hope it's not too late for people to get Exubus because we're also, I think we're going to, I mean, we're going to get through enough of Gemara's and Gitin that we need to go to Exubus also. So if you have access to Exubus, uh, you want to have that ready. But we're going to be starting uh, with Gitin, Gitin Memhe. This is the basic Gemara. Anybody who deals with this sugya of um, Pidyon Shuyim starts here because the background is that in the, and again, before we get to the concurrent situation, we have to know the basic dinim in the background. The background is that um, people used to uh, capture Jews for money. They wanted, they wanted, uh, you know, ransom. I think that, that, you know, until you had Hamas terrorists capturing people to release terrorists, that was usually the reason why, you know, why businessmen had to take out, um, like, um, uh, what's it? Kidnap insurance when they went to Mexico because they they were they were uh, kidnapped to get a big ransom, and that's clearly how it was in the times of the Gemara. Is that the worry or the danger was that they're going to kidnap and demand ransom, and that's the context that we have to be working in. All right, so I'm going to give one more minute for other people. Um, if you guys want to, if you want to, just get a, any question while we're waiting to get more background, but the, the, the discussion in the Gemara in, in almost always, we'll see a couple of exceptions, it's almost always dealing with the consequences of being kidnapped for money. Not always, but sometimes, most of the time. Okay, well, we're going to get started with, okay, with the three of you. So the Mishnah on Memhe Amud Aleph in Gitin. This is the main Mishnah that, that, that is the discussion about this sugya. So the din is that you do not redeem a captive, a, a person who's kidnapped, for more than demehen. Now, what does that mean, demehen? So in the old days, and this is not so relevant today, but we'll, we, have to, we have to apply it. In the old days, there was a fixed value assessed to people, even though we can't, we can't talk about value of people. But we see this in other areas that there was a mark, there was a slave trade. I mean, one of the things that they're misrepresenting in America is that Americans did not, rep, did not invent the slave trade by bringing blacks over from Africa. Okay, there was always a slave trade. And the slave trade, so there was a, there was a value, a person had a, had a value how much he would fetch on the slave market. And that's Kedai Demehem, the value of the person. And you're not allowed to pay more than that value when you want to redeem a captive. And as Rashi says on the spot, again, Tikkun Olam is a phrase, the whole next parak, this is the end of the fourth parak. This opens the door for the whole fifth parak of all kinds of rabbinic takanos that were made Mipnei Tikkun Olam for the, for the proper functioning of the society. So, but it's very ambiguous. What's the tikkun olam? In other words, what could go wrong societally if I paid more than the value of the person? Well, that's what the Gemara is going to deal with. <clears throat> and you're not allowed to work to, to help the, the captives escape. You could sneak in and sneak out one of the captives. You're not allowed to do that. Okay, that's, again, for whatever tikkun olam is, it's going to be bad. 
And Roshbag Omer, not because of Tikkun Olam, but because Takonas Hashvuyin. Okay, and we'll see in the Gemara exactly what that means. Okay, so very ambiguous here. What am I not allowed to do? Why am I not allowed to do it? What's the reason for Din? So, Iboilahu, the first question the Gemara has. Okay, Pinchas is getting on. We'll just wait for Pinchas. So, Pinchas, we're on Git. Uh, Pinchas, if you're on, we're on Mem Hey Amud Aleph and Gitin. Okay, sign of life from Pinchas. Mem Hey Amud Aleph and Gitin. Okay, so Gemara, Iboilahu, Hai Mipne Tikun Olam. What is the restriction? Why are we legislating not to allow somebody to redeem the captive for more than their market value? What's this tikkun ola? Meaning, what goes wrong if I allow it? That's really what it means. What's the tikkun ola? What goes wrong if I allow it? Says says the Gemara. And what's the dialectic? The two possibilities. Mishum Says Rashi, what's the doch? Docha means the, the pressure on the tzibur. Ein lanu lidchor, I'm in Rashi. Ein lanu lidchor katzibur veheviu lideanius bishvileilu. If you go around collecting money, astronomical sums of money to redeem a, 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 a captive, you are going to be pressuring the tzibur in a way that's going to deprive them of the money that they need for proper functioning of the society. In other words, you're going to impoverish people because pidyon shvuyim is a big mitzvah. And if you allow the, 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 uh, the kidnappers to demand ransom beyond the value with no limit on the upside, then the tzibur is going to become poor. That's, that's tikkun olam. Oh, dilma mishum dilo ligarvo velaisu What says Rashi? Oh, dilma dilo yimsuru ovde kochavim nafshayu. We don't want the goyim to be ready to sacrifice themselves, meaning exert themselves a, a significant exertion. Viligarvu velaisu they're going to go and capture more people. They see that when they capture these guys, they get a lot of money for them. So it's going to motivate them if we pay an inflated price. It's going to motivate them to capture more people. Okay, that's, so those are the two. Is it because of the pressure on the tzibur? Or is it because of the, of the, of the, of the creating a motivation for the going to capture more Jews? Because they know it's a good business. What's the nafkamina? Nafkamina, im yeshlo av asher or korav, sherotzelivdoso bedamim harbe, velo yapileo ala tzibur. So according to the first reason, if it's only a question of doche de tzibura, so if somebody wants to spend an astronomical sum to redeem a relative, they're allowed to do it, as long as we're not walking around, going door to door, collecting money for pinyon shuyim. The wealthy relative is allowed to spend his money. But if it's because of the loligarvo that we don't want to motivate the goy to capture more Jews, then we're not going to let the rich relative spend a lot of money more than the value in order to redeem the relative. Even though he has the money, he's going to be causing a problem for the tzibur because now they're going to run around being highly motivated to capture more Jews. Okay, so I hope that the dialectic here is clear that... It's, it, it, what's the reason, okay? <laughs> Questions on that. Now, this is really the fundamental issue that we're going to be dealing with in Halacha Lamaisa, what's the motivation? What's the Tikkun Olam that doesn't let me pay an inflated, an inflated price for 
for for the for the captives, for for uh, for kidnapped Jews. Okay, Toshma, going to bring a Misa, Levi Bar Darga, Parka Barte. He redeemed his wife, Bitlesar Alfe Dinre Zahav. He spent thirteen thousand gold coins, which is clearly a super inflated price, to redeem his wife. So what does the Gemara want to prove? Now guys, be with me. What does the Gemara want to prove? Which reason must be the correct reason for prohibiting it? Because he did it, and there's no Dokadzibura. And apparently we're not worried about the the uh, Otherwise, we wouldn't have let him do it. That seems to be the proof. Response, Omar Abaye. Uman says Abayu, who said that the rabbis were happy with what he did? Meaning it could be that the rabbis told him he's not allowed to do it, and he did it anyway. So there's no raya. The simple shot in the Gemara, we're going to get when we get to the post game, this Gemara is going to play a, a very important role, how you learn shot. But uh, and it's going to be a Girsa Shaila and a Pshat Shaila. But the simple shot here is, is that. Um, but if you look carefully at the words, so uh, Lady Bardarga did it. What is Abayah saying? He wasn't allowed to do it, or maybe he wasn't allowed to do it? It says Dilma. Dilma, meaning all we're saying is it's ambiguous whether the reason is and he didn't listen to the rabbis, or the reason is because of Ducha de Sibur and he was doing fine. It was, it was appro- appropriate. So Abaya clearly is looking to avoid the proof that it's Dokhid Sibura. Okay? It's, it, it's clearly, uh, uh, um, Abaya wants to avoid the Raya, but it's not clear what the, what the conclusion is going to be. That's one good one. Let's go on. Okay, next. Binate. Uh, okay, the truth is that, that we could already stop here and go further, but there's uh, interesting discussions here. That it's it's Kedai. If we're already in this Gemara, this is a nice Gemara to see. It's an interesting Gemara. Doesn't directly relate to our point, but a little bit it does. So the story: the Nate de Rav Nachman Bachshon Kat Kedera Biadayu. All right. So the daughters of Rav, of Rav Nachman used to stir the pot of soup, hot soup. They used their hands instead of spoons, and their hands didn't get burned. So Kashalela Rav Ilyash, Rav Ilyash had a problem. When he observed that, he couldn't understand how that's happening. Why? He quoted a pasuk that says that, he, that there's only one in a thousand great men, and among the women I found no great women. And the Gemara says, I ha'ika benasi de Rav Nachman. Right, so I I see that the women, the, the daughters of Anachma were great. They were so sadikos, sadikos that they were able to to stir the pot without anything happening. Let's see Rashi till here. Um, no, I'm sorry. There's no right. No Rashi here. Yeah, here it is. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, wait a minute. Did I skip a line in the Gemara? Yes, I did. I'm sorry. 
I'm sorry. I skipped the line in the Gemara. Ein mavrichen. I'm sorry. Go back. Go back to the two dots. They're very important. Ein mavrichen es ha-shvuyim mipnei tikun ha-olam. Rashbag omer mipnei tikun shvuyim. So there's a machlokas. What's the reason why I'm not allowed to try to... Uh, what's the word? There's a word when you try to um, uh, help, a, a, you know, get, get a, a prison a prison break. There's a word for it. Anybody help me? Josh, no. There's a word when you when you try to you know engineer a prison break to get a prisoner out of out of jail. All right, we'll call it a prison break. Yeah, right? Jailbreak. I guess a jailbreak. So you're not allowed to do it. But the question is why not? One is tikuna olam, okay, and one is takana shuyin. My beinayu. What's the difference? Ika beinayu deleka elachad. Says Rashi. Deleka elachad shavu. There's only one prisoner. So now, am I allowed to do it or not? So the Tanakama chayish l'tikuna olam kulo. What's the tikuna olam? That Shema, because you broke out this prisoner, Shema yikvitsu es ha-shvuyim ha-atidim lovo v'yitnum b'shal shalot u'v'charitzim. That they're now, the next time they capture, <coughs> they're going to make the conditions much worse for the new prisoners. Uh, you, you, we'll get back. We're, we're going to make sure then that the, the new prisoners suffer. But he's saying, I'm not worried about the future. I'm worried about the present prisoners. That if we do a jailbreak on prisoner A, it's going to be worse for all the prisoners who are left behind. Right? You, you, you snuck somebody out, but what's going to happen to the guys who are still there? So, Rav Shuman, so the, therefore, the difference is, if there's nobody else there, this is the last prisoner. So if it's the only prisoner, according to Rashbag, there's no problem. But according to the Tanakama, we're not, we're worried about the future. Tikkun Olam, we're worried about the future, and therefore, you can't do it because of a future worry. Now, just parenthetically, you should start, is the guy himself allowed to escape? If the guy has an opportunity to escape, is he, is he allowed to escape? Or does he have to worry about what's going to happen to the prisoners behind Well, bring me a textual proof. Bring me a proof from the text. That will be the if you're if you're right, that'll be the reason. But it's only the reason if you're right. Can anybody bring me a proof from the text about whether the guy himself is allowed to escape? And and yet, or he, no, he's not allowed to because he has to worry about the either the future prisoners or the, or the current prisoners. Nobody's getting the nobody's getting the diuk in the in the Mishnah. It seems like in Mavrichin. In Mavrichin. Mavrichin is helping somebody escape, but we're not talking about the person. The person, if he he's certainly allowed to escape. Okay. Now again, this was in the time where they captured people for money. What becomes an impossible dilemma was in the Holocaust. Right. What the Nazis used to do is if somebody didn't show up for roll call, if somebody escaped, they would shoot other people. Right? I mean, if you guys know the Holocaust stories. So is somebody allowed to escape? He has the opportunity to escape, but he knows that if he escapes, they're going to shoot two more Jews. 
I'm not giving any answer to that question. Go to Rav Ushri. I'm sure Rav Ushri has his uh, his shilas about it. But you realize that that's not that question is not the same as this question. This question clearly the individual is allowed to escape, and he's not required to worry about them uh, um, harsh making harsher conditions for the existing prisoners. Okay, because no, we're not here talking about life threatening. We're talking about comfort, and therefore I'm certainly allowed to escape myself. The raya is it says ain't mavrichin that you are not allowed to. Uh, to engineer a jailbreak. Okay, so that was that's the Gemara. It's a machlokus. Machlokus whether whether and again the only halacha lemaisa machlokus is going to be when there's only one prisoner and he's the only prisoner and he can escape. Okay, so then according to Rashbag, he's he's allowed to, and according to the Tanakam, he's not allowed to. But according to, but if there's many prisoners, everybody agrees he's not allowed. To. I mean, not, he's not. We're not allowed to to, to break him out. Okay, everybody comfortable with this so far? Okay, now we're going to go off on a side tangent, but it's again, I'm only doing it because it's a very interesting Gemara. But not to interrupt, that they were stirring the pot, says Rashi. And Rashi is about five lines before it gets wide. They were stirring the pot with their hands when it's boiling hot. The Haroa Savar She'ena Or Sholetet Bahem. So the observer says, how could this be? It must be that they're big tzaddikim. And therefore, that's a miraculous thing that they, they, they are insulated from getting burnt. But when Rav, but Rav Ilyash saw this and he had a problem. Kasha, I'm in Rashi. Kasha Rav Ilyash, echad be'elef matzati shuhub tzaddik. But isha be'cholei lo matzati, meaning it sounds from the Pasuk, the way Rav Ilyash understood it, is that there's no tzaddikos by the women, at least at that level that should allow it. Okay, so the Gemara challenged him, I ha'ika benasei de Rav Nachman. So when Rav, when Rav Ilish was darshaning this Pasuk, people challenged his interpretation to say, no, there are no tzadkanios of women. I see I see that they're the daughters of Rav Nachman. Right? So... Um, so because of this, the, the daughters were captured. They were captured. And Rav Ilyas was also captured. In other words, apparently, in, 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 because of what Rav Ilyas said, uh, there's no tzaddikim women. Women aren't tzaddikos. So the, the daughters were captured, and he was captured, along with the daughters. Okay? So Yom Echad Havi... Yasiv Gabei Hahu Gavra Dahavi Yoda Belishna Ditsipuri. There was a guy who knew how to understand bird talk. Bird talk in those days was viewed as prophetic. That the birds know how to talk and they say things that if you understand what they're saying, it's like you know some kind of a bot call. So he was with a guy who understood that language. Asa Urvavikokarile. And there was a raven who came and started talking. So Omar Le Revilius said to the guy who knew how to understand bird talk, Micah Omar, what did this uh, uh, Arev, what's an Arev is not, is it a raven? The Arev, the one that Jonah sent for that um, Noah sent first, a raven. Okay, that's an Arev. Well, Micah Omar, what did he say? Omar Le Ilyish Barach, Ilyish Barach. Ilyish escaped. Ilyish escaped. Prophecy. So now when you heard that, you would say, oh, there's a prophecy 
that I can escape. So Ilish's response was, Amar Urva Ravens tell lies. We can't rely on them. So he didn't try to escape. Then a pigeon came and also started talking. So he asked the guy again, what did the pigeon say? The pigeon also said, Ilish escaped, Ilish escaped. So Omar, Knesset Yisrael Kiyona Mitilia, Mitila, Mitila from the word Mashal. Klal Yisrael is compared to a Yona, and therefore Shmami no Misrachish Linisa. In other words, we rely on the Yona because Yona represents Klal Yisrael. And if a Yona said it, I can rely on it. And I'm relying that there's going to be a miracle and I will be able to miraculously escape. Okay? Omar, so he said, Ezil Achze, Binate de Rav Nachman, Ikaima Behimnusaihu Ahadrinu. I'm sorry, Ikaima Ikaiminu Behemnusaihu. Okay? So what does Rashi say? Again, let's go to the, the other Rashi's we skipped. Maika Amrahi Urva, and then Kiona Metila, Kiona Nimshala, Vixivionasi Tamasi. Okay, so all right, so there's no Rashi on the on, on the continuation. Let me get back inside. So now he wants before he escapes, he says, "I want to see whether Azil Achzi Benatayu de Rav Nachman Ikaimen Behim Nusayu Adrinu." If they are maintaining their fidelity, meaning that they're not cheating on their husbands, they're not sleeping with the goyim, then I'm gonna I'll, I'll help them escape. So he said, Omar, Nashi Komili de Islahun, Sadran Lishvuyahu, Dilhukainhu Mehacha, Dilolesu Inishvalishva. Said that women, they tell their secrets in the bathroom when nobody's listening. Okay. The Lolitnu Inshin Vilishma. Vilifarkinan Vilifarkina. In other words, that they don't want anybody to know what they're planning. Kam Orak. So he escaped. Wait, Rob, do we do we skip a line? Uh yes, I probably did because it didn't make sense. Yeah, I'm sorry. Do, yes, Komili the Islu Sadran They always tell the secrets in the bathroom, and so he went to listen. What are they saying to each other? Shaminu de Kaamran Ade Guvrin the Nahadai Guvrin. Our husbands, our husbands. And the Nahardoim, I'm sorry, the, 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 our husbands are men, and the Nahardoim are men. What does that mean? Says Rashi. Ade guvrin, elu hashaboyin ba'aleinu heim, menadar guvrin, Yisraelim anoshim shinam menadoyin ba'aleinu hoyu. Meaning, these guys treat us like, like, like husbands, right? And our husbands treat us like their husbands. What's the implication of that? Kolomar, kishem shahem hayu ba'alenu, just like our husbands were husband husbanding us before we were captured. Elu ba'alenu, right? We don't need new husbands because these bavlo, the people who captured us are treating us like husbands. Meaning, the implication is is they're sleeping with them. Okay, adi elu kamo ada amra zotomer. Okay, so. Of course, 
Ilyush realizes that they're not maintaining fidelity. Okay. Um, so, uh, where am I up to? Listen what they're saying. They're saying, let's tell these captors to take us away and hide us away so we won't be redeemed. In other words, they're very happy there in captivity because they're being well treated. So, Obviously, now he knows that there's a they're they're uh, you know they're not they're not Sidkanios. Anyway, continues the story back to Ilyish. Come Arak. He he now gets up and he wants to escape. Arak, he's going to escape. Remember, because he heard the bird say Ilyish Barach. Also, So he and the bird, the guy who knew the bird language, they both ran away. Israchish lay Nisa, Ilias had a nace, and over Bemavra, and he was able to cross over on the boat, meaning he successfully escaped. Vehu Gavra, Ashkechu Vekatlua. But the other guy, they caught him and they killed him. Okay? So let's see Rashi, what, what, why? Rashi says, um, Ihu vehu gavra on the last line of Rashi. Ihu vehu gavra Rav Ilyish veOso haish hamaven veLoshana ofos. They both ran away to escape. Over Mavra, Mavra hamain velo yochlu lasig od. But the other guy, he was killed. Why? Because the bird only said Ilyish barach Ilyish barach. So he had a nevuah that he's going to have a nace. But the other guy had no nace coming, and therefore he didn't he didn't successfully escape. Okay, then okay. So, but Ilish got out. Kihadran the Asan. So now, when Ilish came back, Omar he says to the people back there, "Havu kabachshem kedera bechshafim." You know how those daughters of Rav Nachman succeeded in stirring the pot with their hand? It wasn't because they were sidkanios. It was because they knew how to activate um, uh, uh, demons. Kshafim. Okay, so interesting. Just an interesting story about. Captivity. Anyway, the next Gemara we're going to see is on Mem Vav There is a Tosvos here, but we can't see this Tosvos till we see a few more Gemaras, including Subas. Okay, so the next Gemara we need is Mem Vav By the way, if you want, if, I'll just tell you right now so you'll fix it. The Tosvos we're going to see on Mem Hei Amad Aleph, the second Tosvos, the Loli Garvu, no, I'm sorry, it's not there. That's not there. I'm sorry. No, it's, it, there's another, there's another, mis- the different toasts, there's a big mistake here. Okay. So um, we need Mem Vav Amud Beis. Mem, mem Vav Amud Beis. There's, there's a little bit of a representation here of a modern problem. Okay. I'll, 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 I'll just open the door so you can try to connect the dots. And I'm sure that we, you, you, both Ephraim and Josh, have been exposed to this occurrence. A guy commits white collar crime. A Jew commits white collar crime, right? And he's put in jail for the white collar crime. Now they're running around collecting money to try to get him out of jail. Got to hire the best lawyers. We might be able to get him out. And of course, what what line do they use to get you to open your pocketbooks? Yidon Shuyim. Yidon Shuyim. 
Okay? Let's see from this Gemara whether that's Pidyon Shmuel. Okay, this Gemara has a little insight. Okay? So, Hamocher es atzmo. Memvav amun beit. Hamocher es atzmo ve'ezbanov la'obdei kochav. Meaning, he's short, he needs money, and the only way he can raise money is by selling himself to the non-Jew. And he not only sells himself, he sells his kids. So, ain't podinoso. You don't redeem him. Avalpodin is habonim lachramisas avir. Says Rashi. Ain't podim. Hoil viragil bikach. Kirimuki bilomora. The Gemara is going to make a scenario modification of this Mishnah to say when it says in Podim, it's talking about a guy who does this multiple times. And as apparently the first time he does it, we will be po to him. It's because he's by Oved Kochavim and we're worried for his Judaism. But if he's a serial guy, like that doing it serially, we leave him there. But Aval Podim es Habanim Laachar Misas Avihem. But once the father died and the sons are still in captivity, then we are potent. Now let's see if the Gemara is going to elaborate on this. Okay, says the Gemara, Amar Vasi. That the only time I have the din that we don't be potent is when he did it multiple times. And the reason being that apparently the first time we, we have to do it. He, he was short on money. He did something he wasn't supposed to do. By the way, in the post game, we also talk about a guy who borrowed money, and because he couldn't pay it off, they took him in for ransom. Now, as you can imagine, you can imagine a mafia situation. Okay, a guy borrowed money from the mafia. He doesn't pay back. So the mafia locks him up and says, we're not letting you out till we get our money. So now they run around to make a collection in the seaboard to get the guy out. You know, he borrowed money. Okay, so we're going to see in the postgame how we relate to that uh, in the Rishonim. Okay, but here it says the first time he does it, we're going to redeem him. But if he's a serial seller of himself, then we're not. Okay, that's the that's the modification Rabasi gives. Okay, next continues the Gemara. Hanu says Rashi is a place. They, they, they lived in Bay in Bay and they borrowed money. Yasfi Zuze, they borrowed money from Goyim. And they didn't have money to pay back. Okay. So they, the Goyim came and they took them captives. They locked them up. We want our money. You're going to give us our money? We're going to capture you. So they came to Ravuna. And Amr Lahu, right? Meaning they wanted Ravuna. They sent the message to Ravuna. Please redeem us. Uh, the Ravuna says, I, my hands are tied. There's a Mishnah that says, I'm not allowed to redeem you. Amar lay, Rabbi Abba, but Rabbi Abba challenged Ravuna and said, I, Limidatani Rabbeinu, Behusha Mochavishanavishilish. I, but why did you quote that Mishnah not to redeem them? That Mishnah only applies when they did it multiple times. So why are you not redeeming them? Ravuna's answer was because these guys are doing it multiple times. Okay? Good. Again, so there is an idea of letting them rot in prison, and it's their fault. 
Okay, the question is whether you want to say that a guy who commits white crime and gets put in jail, he probably was doing it multiple times. He only got put in jail once, right? But he was doing it multiple times. Is it called pidyon shuyim to, to get him out of jail? Or do we say that's a guy, that, that's what we were going to apply there is a guy who is mocha v'shana v'shidach. Okay, again, I'm not paskening, but everybody can draw their own conclusions. Ha'u gavra, here's a little trickier. And that's going to open up the door for a whole another discussion. Ha'u gavra, dezovin nafshe liludai. Ludai are cannibals. Okay, Rashi says, Ludai uma she'ochlin b'nei So, all right, he ransomed himself to cannibals. Well, now that's already dangerous. That's not just, you know, being in prison. That's dangerous. Also, l'kami de Rabbi Ami, Omar lei pirkan. They came to Rabbi Ami and asked him, please redeem us, please redeem me. So Omar lei, what's the aleph? Omar, right? Because he didn't say it to them because they're captured by the cat by the by the cannibals. But the person who wanted uh, who wanted um, uh, Rabbi Ami to redeem the guy captured by the cannibals because he didn't pay off his debts, he said, Meaning, the reason why it says that after the father dies we will redeem the kids is because basically the kids didn't do anything wrong and leaving them there by Goyim is a danger to the Judaism. That's Mishum Kilkula. So therefore we will redeem the kids because we're afraid that they will be shmatted up. They'll be converted. So well, if I would redeem the kids because we're afraid that they're going to be shmatted up for sure in this case, I will redeem the guy because he kiktala, because his life is in danger. So here we've opened up the door. The first time we're seeing the idea that maybe if a person's life is in danger, then there may be no limitation on redeeming him. Okay? But wait, let's see the continuation. Omar le Rabbon and le Now, so Rabbi Ami wants to redeem him because his life is in danger. So they said to him, yeah, but we know that this guy is a mummer. Okay, because he we we have we have Adim that he eats that he eats Nevelos and Trefos. So Rabami says back, uh, maybe he's not doing it as a mummer where we would let him rot, but he was just couldn't control his Yetzirah. And then he's not called a mummer, and we should redeem him. But they testified, oh, no, no, we saw, right? He had a kosher hot dog and a treif hot dog, and he could eat either one. Well, if it's Mishum uh, uh, Taiva, right? Now, if it's if it's L'Teavon, um, uh, and that's the only reason he eats treif, then he certainly would have eaten the kosher hot dog. And we saw him eat the treif hot dog when he had an option for a kosher hot dog. So that means that he was doing it lahachis, that he's a mummer. Amar lei, in that case, zil lo kashavik lei. I'm sorry, Amar lei zil. He said to the guy who's trying to convince him to redeem this guy, go away, lo kashavik li dafkarincha. They're not letting me, they're just not letting me redeem you. They're not letting me because they're proving that you are a mummer lahachis, and therefore 
the, the laws don't apply to you. Okay, I, I'm not going to do the next story, but the next story is very interesting. Rish Lakish was captured by cannibals and he figured out how to get away, get, get out of it. It's, I'm not going to do the story, but you may want to see it inside because it's a very fascinating story. Okay, we have one more Gemara we have to do here in Gitan. And that's a Gemara on Nun. Where is it? Just a minute. One second, let me just make sure that I know where it is. Uh-oh, what happened here? Just got... Did I just freeze up? Anybody hear me? Oh boy. Yeah, I hear. What's it? Something happened. I, I I'm frozen. You hear me? I do. Okay. Oh, there we go. What happened here? Oh dear. Okay, I right, we're back. Okay, just a minute. Now, let me just find my source sheet here. Nun Chesamudalaf. Yeah, very important Gamar. This is going to have have tremendous halachic halachic ramifications. Nun Chesamudalaf. We're still in Gita. Okay. Um, okay, it's a short little Gemara, which is very impactful. So the, the Gemara is uh, uh, just before the night, the lines get very wide. These are the Gemaras in the stories of the Churban Bayasheni. Okay, and the next Gemara after this is a famous Gemara. Right? I mean, it's, it's a famous Gemara of um, uh, the famous Gemara of the a son and daughter of Ishmael ben Elisha. Whether they were captured and they, they, they were sold, and that's the next Gemara. But this is the previous Gemara. So it's two lines before it gets wide. Tana Rabbana. Okay, were everybody with me? Maisa Rabbi Yoshua ben Hananya, Shahalach Lekrach Gadol Shebaromi. And this is in the time of the, of the Roman uh, destruction. Amrulo, they told Rabbi Yoshua ben Hananya when he got to Rome, Tinok Echad Yesh Bebeta Esuri. There's a little. There's a young Jewish child in prison. Meaning he's a very beautiful kid. Very beautiful kid. Okay, so Rabbi Shubin Hananya goes. He went and stood at the entrance to the jail. And Omar, me, he started quoting a Pusuk. He quoted, started quoting the Pusuk from Yishayahu. Me nasan lemeshisa Yaakov. The Israel, who gave over the, the, to the, the Jewish people of Bozazi, to these plunderers. That's the first half of the Pasuk. Ona oso tinok vi Omar, the continuation. Halo Hashem, zu chatanu lo, velo avud bidrachav, haloch, velo shamu bitoroso. He finished the Pasuk. Who gave the Jewish people over to the plunderers? God gave them over because we don't listen to God. He finished the Pasuk. So Omar so says, said, Rabbi Yeshua ben Hananya, I'm sure that he's going to be a big posek in the Jewish people. Ha'avoda, I swear, I am ready to redeem him for any money that they tell me to pay. Omru, and they said, Lo zazmi he ended up not leaving until he was able to redeem him for a, for a lot of money. And it didn't take a long time till this child grew up and became a postdoc of the Jewish people. He was Rabbi Shmuel ben Elisha. And then the Gemara goes on and tells the story of Rabbi, Rabbi, Rabbi Yeshua ben Elisha's kids. 
Okay, ask me a simple question from this Gemara. We just said we can't be poted with Mamon Arba. That's the problem. What gave him the right to, to say, I will redeem him for any money in the world, whatever they ask me? We just got through saying, ain't podin, the Yosir me debayhem. That's a problem. Okay? Everybody hear the problem. I hope everybody hears the problem. It's a very big problem. Okay? So, um, says Tosvos. Tosvos, Dibra Machil, Kol Momen, Top of the page. So, again, basically, Tosvos is already giving you the answer to Josh's question. Okay? He, he, starts, he starts with the answer to a question. Many times, when Tosvos says something, okay, everybody remembers my bankruptcy story. When you give me a solution to bankruptcy, when I didn't ask for it, that means there was a problem of bankruptcy. Okay, so when Tosa gives me an answer and he didn't ask a question, that means there was a question. So from the answer, you can figure out what the question is. Or just like the solution to bankruptcy, you can figure out that there's a problem of bankruptcy. It says Tosos, Okay, that was Memvav Amud Beis that we learned before. There's a mistake. In your Gemara's, it probably says Mem Dalar Amud Aleph, correct? Is that what you have? Memvav. You have Memvav. Okay, so you probably have a new Gemara. They must have corrected it. Because in the old Gemara's, it says Mem Dalar Amud Aleph, and it's a mistake. It's Memvav Amud Beis. Because that's what we saw. That was the Gemara we saw. That when the Sakonis Nefashos, right? When the Sakonis Nefashos, right? I.e., that was the case of the cannibals. Because the only reason they didn't redeem him from the cannibals was because he was a moomer. But if he wouldn't have been a moomer, Rav, Ravashi wanted, Rav, Rav, who was it? Um, who was it that wanted to redeem him? Um, it was Rabbi Ami wanted to redeem him because it's Sakonis Nefashos. So says Tosvos, this must have been a case of Sakonis Nefashos. Okay? Gavi Mokhar Atzmav is one of Lodi Kachovim. Kol Shekein Hacha, Dika Ketola. Right? Okay, that they would probably have killed him. That's why they captured him. Because remember, they didn't capture him for ransom. They're captured, they, they were capturing Jews. They weren't ready to ransom the Jews during the destruction of the Second Temple. All right, and by the way, a, a similar thing we would say in the Crusades. When they captured Jews in the Crusades, they weren't looking for ransom. They were looking to kill them. You either convert or we kill you. Money wasn't an issue. So says Tosis, in the time of the Churban, it was not an issue of money. Inami, here's the, here's the, one of the big, big chidushim. Inami, demuflag bechach mahaya. It sounds here like, and this is going to open the door for the ability to spend more than kedei demehem for talmidei chachamim. That's what it says here in this Tosus. The second Terence of Tosus is saying that since he was a muflag bechachma, that was the justification for redeeming him for an inflated price. Okay? And if you have a star on the side, it's sending you back to the Tosus on Mem Hayamad Aleph. And to see that Tosus properly, we really need to go to Ksubis. So um, even though I did not. Um, I, I forgot to put on the chat. Does everybody, do you guys all have access to Aksubis? I'd like you to be able to see it inside. It's Aksubis Nunbe Zamad Aleph. Very important Gemara. 
And it's, it's going to be the, again, this Gemara and the Gitin Gemaras is going to be the foundation of all the discussions in the Rishon. So we need Subas Nun Zamar Aleph. Okay, and Ephraim, I don't know you, if you have it online, or I, I'm sure, I don't know if in Miami you have a whole uh, library, <clears throat> but if you can get it online, Nun Bey So everybody knows the halacha, that in the Ksuba, the husband has certain rights in his wife's property, right? Her earnings technically belong to the husband, but in compensation, the Chachamim made a takana that one of the things that the husband has to do for the wife is that if she's captured, he's chayev to be po to her. It's a requirement from the ksuba to be po to the wife. Okay? So says the Gemara, it's about a quarter of the way up the page, two dots, nishbeis chayev libdosa. And that's the Mishnah listing the requirements, the chayuvim of the husband from the ksuba. Nishbeis, if she's captured, chayev libdosa. Stuart, are you able to find it? I see you're, you're, you're able to find it yet? Ksubas nun beis. Okay. So, Tana Rabbanon, Brysa. Nish beis bechaye bala. She's captured when the husband is alive. So, at that moment, he has a chiv to redeem her. Ve'achakach meis bala. And then the husband dies. So, the question is going to be whether the chiv to redeem her, which is a monetary chiv, does that transfer over to the Yorshim? Okay, so then it says the Bryce, it depends. Hikirba by law, if the husband was aware that she's been captured before he died, Yorshim Chayavim Lidosa. Then the, 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 the Yorshim have to have to be poda because his awareness that she was captured activates his Chiyuv Momon, and then that Chiyuv transfers down to the Yorshim. However, that if she was captured, the husband knew nothing about it, and then he died, the Yorshim don't have a chiv to be, to, to be poter. So let us see Rashi. I believe there's some Rashis here that we want to see. Yeah. The second to last line. I'm looking here for it. Right. Yes. Okay. Hikir babayla ad shalomais. Second to the last line on the page. Hikir babayla ad shalomais. No deloshenish base. Vidis chayev bifirkuna bechayev. That if he knew about it, that activates a chiyuv because he knows that he has to do it and then he's got to do it. But it goes down to the orshim. But if he didn't know about it, so until he finds out about it, you can't say that he's chayev. Because he doesn't know anything. There's no, no mechanism for chiv when he doesn't know about it. So then the Yorshim are not responsible. Okay, that's the Bryce. Um, okay, continues the Gemara. Levi, sover eved uvda ki masnisa. So Levi wanted to paskana halach. Apparently there was a scenario where the, where the woman was captured. The husband was alive but didn't know about it. And then the husband died. And Levi said, the Yorshaman Chayef to, to Redeemer. She's stuck. Omer le Rav, Hachi Omer Chabibi, Les Hilchasa Kiha Masnisi. Who's Chabibi? Rabbi Chia, Chu Dodo, 
He was his uncle, Achi Aviv. was the brother of of uh, the was the brother of Rav's father. So Rav said that Rabchia said, "Let's We don't pass him like that, Brisa, because there's another Brisa. Elakihata We have a different Brisa. The Tanya Nishbase Leachar Misas If she was captured after the husband died, the Orshim do not have to redeem her. Even if they haven't yet paid off the Ksuba, the Orshim don't have to redeem her if she was captured after the husband died. Vlood, not only if she was captured after the husband died, Elafila Nishbase Bechaye Baila, Beachar Kachmes Baila. So he holds that no, that even if she was captured the chiyuv to be poded comes from the ksuba and the language of the ksuba is that only the husband has to do it. It's not something that has any chiyuv that's transferable. And therefore, and therefore there's no chiyuv for the orshim. Okay, that's the two brises. Okay. All right, Tanarabanon. Now we now we get to what we need. Tanarabanon Nishbase. The wife is captured. And the captors are demanding ten times her value. Well, what's your first reaction to that? Can't do it. Can't do it. We learned you can't pay so much. Says the bright, says the Brysa. The first time it happens, he has to be potent, even 10 times the value. After that, if it happens again, after that, it's up to him. He can be potent or not potent. Says Rashi, why? What does it mean it's up to him? Is there a chiva? There isn't a chiva. Says Rashi, why is he doing it at all? Why is he chayv to do it at all? He's chayv to do it at all because there's a takana in the ksuba that the chachamim were metakin that you, in compensation for whatever you're getting, you have to be potent. But the takana was one shot. Once I did it once, I fulfilled the takana, and later on it's, an, it's optional, completely optional. Because the only reason I'm doing it the first time is because of the takana. Once I fulfill the takana, that's it. Okay. Continues the continues the brayza. Okay, so what now we're quoting Rabbi Shimon Gamliel says that you're not potent shvuyim more than their value. All right, says Rashi. <coughs> All the Rishon, all the Achronim, all the Rishonim, later Rishonim, right away say, it looks like Rashi's taking sides. Looks like Rashi's taking sides in the question we had in our Gemara, whether it's Docha de Tzibura or Shaloli Garvu. Because Shaloya Gila Lahalos Al Demeim is clearly Shaloli Garvu. It's not because of, uh, it's not because of um, uh, uh, Docha de Tzibura. Okay, but we'll leave that. That's what it sounds like from Rashi. Anyway, that's the Bryce's. Okay, so meaning, what happens if her value 
is more than the value of the ksuba. The ksuba is 200 zoos, and her market value is 300 zoos. So what does it say? He's got to spend 300 zoos, even though it's beyond the value of the ksuba. Okay, that's not unreasonable. But Raminu, we have a contradiction. Nishbeis. That was our brisa. That if the redemption is equal to the ksuba, you're pode. But if the if the if the redemption is more than the ksuba, ain't opode. So the Gemara sees a contradiction here. In what, on the one hand, it says, on the one hand, it says that if they're asking for value, even if it's more than the ksuba, you have to do it. And yet here it says that they, you only have to do it if what they're asking for is up to the ksuba. Meaning, if they're asking for more money than the ksuba, you don't have to do it. But in the first brysa, it sounded like the parameter is whether it's her market value or not. One brysa makes it, makes it limited by the market value, and one brysa makes it limited by the value of the ksuba. What's going on here? Everybody see the problem. Says Rashi. Keneged ksubasa, that's how much he's required to pay. See, the tanai, the, the, the redemption is a tanai ksuba. The ksuba itself is 200 zoos. If you're going to make him pay more than the 200 zoos, then what you're really saying is that a subcondition of the ksuba is more than the ksuba. That can't be. You can't have him paying more than the ksuba for a t- for a, for a tonight suit. okay, and yet on the other hand, it says in the second brisa that im that imhaya pirkuna kenegik subasa pode, right? The imlav eno pode. So, what what's going on here? I mean, it, one one says you can pay more as long as it's not more than market value, and one says we're limited to by the value of the ksuba. Says the Gemara, Rabban Shimon Gamliel tre kule isle. He basically has two leniencies, says Rashi. What does that mean? It's a lo yoser al dameha. The first thing is you're not allowed to pay more than her value. She really That's the first thing. You're not allowed to do that. All right? And that's our, 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 our mission. Velo yoser al ksubasa. But you also don't have to pay more than the value of the ksuba. So what really Rabbi Shimon Mangalil is saying is that, we're going, that the guy has two limitations, both to his benefit. If they want more than the value, even if what they want, they want 150 zoos. And her ksuba is 200 zoos. So the Tanakama holds, you got to pay. Okay? You got to even pay more. If the ksuba is 150, is 200, and they want 150, and that's her market value, you got to pay. If they want more than the market value, if her value is 150, and they want 190, you don't pay. That's Tikkun Olam, even though it's less than the Ksuba. And on the other hand, if the market value is 500 and they're asking for 500, which according to the Chachamim, that's fine because it's market value. You're not overpaying. 
Says Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, no, it's more than the Ksuba, you don't have to pay. Two leniencies in Rabbi Shimon Gamliel. Okay, so I, w- let's stop here, and uh, because we have now, now what we have, let me just see, I think there's a, we may want to just see quickly a uh, the Tosfos here, or it's not here, just a minute. Um, no, okay, so this Gomorrah Ksuvas is going to be referenced in the Tosfos in Gitten, and in the Rosh, which we're going to open up, and in the Ran and the Namuke Yosef. Okay, and I think what I'll ask you afterwards is to have a Rambam and a, um, and, and we'll start with the Rambam and the tour. Okay, the Rambam and the tour. So we have, have the, have, go back to Gitin, have a Rambam. Oh, the Rambam is Hilchus Matnos Anim. I'll put it on the chat. Hilchus Matnos Anim, because it has to do with Tzedakah, which has to do with Pidyon Shuyim. And then I think what we'll do is we'll get into the tour uh, in your day. Okay, I'll put it all in the chat. So Bezrat Hashem Sunday, we will be meeting up. Okay? All two of everybody. Please have a good Shabbos. Shabbos. Shabbos.